1: It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Marano. The whole world is talking about Bob Menendez. A lot of people are fixated on the allegations here. Gold bars, cash, halal food, fingerprints on cash. Bob Menendez says the facts are going to show that he didn't do it. Instead of waiting for all the facts to be presented, others have rushed to judgment because they see a political opportunity for themselves or those around them. All I humbly ask for in this moment in my colleagues in Congress, the elected leaders, and the advocates of New Jersey that I have worked with for years, as well as each person who calls New Jersey home, is to pause and allow for all the facts to be presented. The nexus of politics and the criminal justice system is where I'd like to focus today. And uh, I have the good fortune of being joined by someone that not only calls New Jersey home, but knows more about New Jersey politics than anyone I've ever spoken to. And he proves that every day with his journalism as the editor of the New Jersey Globe. In another life, he was a seasoned Republican political operative. And uh, he calls upon that reservoir of experience in order to provide some really in-depth analysis whenever we ask him to do so. He's kind enough to stay up late with us tonight. David Wildstein is my guest. David, thanks so much for joining me on the radio.
2: Good morning, Frank. It was a pleasure to be on with
1: you. David, I know you followed uh, Bob Menendez's previous trial, which ended first in a hung jury and then ultimately an acquittal on some of the charges and the judge uh, or the uh, Justice Department choosing not to retry the remaining charges. I'm sure you probably even followed Bob Menendez's prior criminal investigation around the time that he was running against Tom Kane Jr. for Senate. In your experience, David, do you think the charges that he 's facing in the current indictment are more damning, less damning, or about the same as what he 's dealt with previously now, frank this is
2: this is the worst i 've ever seen and i'm from i 'm from new jersey and to to be able to say that i mean you you know you you, you you take a man at his word you know once and and he disappoints and twice and he disappoints you again i mean 3 times and this this is just absolutely incredible you don't you, you can't believe that you're you're looking at this and 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 thinking you know this is this is the guy i've known for 35 years uh he uh you know i i i hope he's innocent i really do i'd love nothing more than him to go out there and prove that the prosecutor set him up and and did all this but you know that's that's tv you don't get those kind of endings uh in 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 real life and and i you know i i presume i you know i, I guess i sort of worry for a guy i've known this long i, I worry that this is this is the last of it this is just uh uh, with more to come uh that this is the you know potentially the undoing of
1: one of the greatest political careers uh we've seen in New Jersey in 100 years. Well, and I'm going to ask you a little bit about that background in just a second, but I uh, don't know Bob Menendez personally, but I think I know a lot about him, and uh, I'm not a fan of his politically, but the one thing that I would always say about the guy is he's incredibly smart, not only book smart in knowing policy and things like that, but he's smart in understanding the the levers of power, not only in New Jersey, but in the whole country, maybe even the whole world, in a manner that very few other people would. Uh, even come close to understanding. So I guess my question for you, David, is as a guy that's known Menendez for three and a half decades, how could a guy so intelligent be so stupid to be so brazen in taking these bribes and uh, maybe exercising this amount of influence improperly? Isn't, that, isn't it your
2: experience, Frank, that those are the ones that that, you know, surprise you the most, the ones that you just think are you know are so smart and so adept at, at getting through this to to be the ones that disappoint you uh i mean this is you're right smart smart guy you know comes from i mean humble beginnings as the the son of immigrants from cuba uh that that left uh you know just as the castro regime was, was beginning they they fled to the united states he, I mean, worked his way up from nothing. Went to law school. You know, political junkie from the time he was a teenager. Uh, you know, worked with with party bosses. Took them took them on. Uh, you just expect more. And and you know, I know I've I've learned. Look, I'm, when you're from New Jersey, Frank, you know that there might be just something missing, something that you're just not seeing. But but this time, I think it's just. Uh, I think it's what you see is what you get. Interesting. Uh, so it's
1: just hubris, maybe, that he thought yeah. he was untouchable as he has been. Well, you know, when you get in trouble,
2: the number of times he has, you know, you you start to think about maybe another way of doing it. I mean, look, the, the, the best thing I can do is say, you know, the, the, my my own history, uh, you know, being being involved in, in the Bridgegate scandal, uh, having that. That little time where I was, uh, you know, got Saying it might even be a dirty word. It ought not to be able to say it on radio show and a family show like yours, but, but working for Chris Christie, (laughs) the most miserable human being, the, you know, the, 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 the most terrible person out there. Uh, but, you know, you, you, you work for him and, and you get in trouble as I did and you get through it. And one of the things you, you think about is you don't ever want trouble in your life again. You don't ever want to go through that again. You, you know. You know. It's it's that old cliche of uh, is, uh, you know I'm a better man. You know. I I certainly I, I'm absolutely a more a cautious man. I, you know. And 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 you can't you can't get in trouble for something you don't do. And and you know if I were Bob Menendez I'd I'd you know I, you know you, you become that guy who doesn't run up the, in the center lane in order to scoot over in front of people to the right to. To, to get a better place in you know in 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 traffic you you become a you know and this this is me i mean the last few years of my life i am and, I, and i'm i'm getting old but i become a rule follower because i'm not going to go to prison right. following the law and i look at a guy like him and i'm thinking what what the hell is he thinking that that you know having having skated past nearly losing his freedom sickness 6 years ago uh that that here we are again back in the same place and 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 he's living a magnificent life Frank I mean he's you know he's he's chairman of the u.s senate foreign relations committee he's he's got a safe seat he's a democrat in new jersey he's not losing his senate seat uh he gets to go all over the world on these these congressional codels these these official missions where he's treated like royalty and you know in some cases he 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 goes to these countries and he's actually having dinner with royalty uh treated really well seeing the world in a way that very few people can he's leading an exciting uh life and and you sort of wonder like what's so wrong about that what what was he what's he missing in his life that that he needed he needed more yeah that's what
1: really doesn't add up we're talking with david wildstein read him regularly in the new jersey globe where he does comprehensive coverage of uh, new jersey politics Um, David, you alluded to the fact that uh, Bob Menendez has always been a political junkie. You mentioned his history being the son of uh, oppressed Cuban immigrants who fled Cuba to the United States. Give folks some of the other highlights, the Reader's Digest version of Bob Menendez's career. I was on another radio program uh, two days ago, and I mentioned that Menendez testified when he was 28 years old against his political mentor, the former mayor of Union City, who then he ended up succeeding. And a lot of folks, I was surprised to to learn, didn't know that. They didn't have any idea about that. Something tells me you know some other aspects of Menendez's history that folks may be surprised to learn. Give us the Reader's Digest version. Who is Bob Menendez?
2: Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he s- started out, you know, he was the uh, the... The student council president, he was he was a leader from the very beginning in Union City, New Jersey, uh, you know, which is which is up the hill from Jersey City, uh, won a school board seat at age 20, uh, continued to work for the school board while he was in law school. Uh, He was part of a political group run by a guy named William Vincent Musto, uh, who I mean, I, I, you know, I remember Billy Musto from my. You know, going back, oh, it's a long, long time ago, but in the early 70s when I was a state senate aide, Billy Musto was was like the big deal, and uh, uh, he ran the entire place. He was the mayor, he was a state senator, and nothing happened in that city without Billy Musto's okay. Uh, Menendez uh, wound up having a break with him at a point where Musto was charged with racketeering, uh Menendez testified against Musto there's the story about him going to court going to federal court in Newark wearing a bulletproof vest then he runs against Musto Musto is uh had already been convicted awaiting sentencing and still beat Bob Menendez still still beat him and that was so here's here's Menendez all of a sudden at the you know start of a career you know his his political mentor heading to jail and he, he still lost <laughs> that election Uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, there's, there's this old, you know, thing in, in politics, it's, you know, the most embarrassing thing is to, is to lose to a dead guy. But the (laughs) second most embarrassing thing is to lose to a guy who's in prison.
1: Uh, So I would imagine. So I would imagine. But
2: but he had this comeback. I mean, you know, I, I met him, we were young mayors together in the early eighties. Uh, He was a freshman assemblyman. I was 87. I was the clerk of the New Jersey Assembly. I was the acting clerk of the New Jersey Assembly. Uh, You know, we we were friends. I mean, I I always liked him. Uh, But he was phenomenal at the backroom politics and the maneuvering and the deal making and and. You know, getting enough constituents to like him at the right time to keep moving on. I mean, he was a, he went to the assembly, he became mayor of Union City, went to the state Senate, went to Congress. I'll, I'll tell you one of, one of my favorite Menendez stories. I, I hope it's okay for me to go like pull yeah, politics nerd with you on this, but one of my favorite stories is he's, he's, you know, he's running for leadership in the House. He's, he wants to run for chairman of the House Democratic Conference. Uh, you know, and I think that was the fourth, Highest leadership behind it was majority leader, minority. You know, it was majority leader, majority whip, uh, conference leader. So it would have been the third highest position in leadership. He's running against Rosa DeLauro from Connecticut, who's pretty scrappy in her own right, mm-hmm. and and they're doing this election during uh, during that moment where the members elect come in after the election between election day and swearing in day and they they go through their orientation there was a guy in Colorado who was ahead by like 100 votes they were doing the recount and the caucus said well we'll just we're just going to bring both of these guys in to be the uh, uh into be orientation just in case uh one of them won the the Democrat got to vote during uh, in the leadership election as a member elect. Menendez beats Deloro by one single vote, and it was that guy's. And then it turns out he lost the election. <laughs> and Menendez is just, you know, now he's there. He's uh, he's he's at the uh, you know, he's he's got the seat at the table. He's the highest ranking Latino uh, to ever serve in Congress, uh, uh, I mean, he was at a point. I, I, you know, Frank, I don't know if you remember this, but 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 19, in 2000, uh, there was a, a the House Minority Whip was a guy named David Bonier from Michigan, mm-hmm. and Bonier sends a letter to Al Gore saying the guy that you should pick to be your running mate. Was is Bob Menendez?
1: Wow, no, I I did not know that.
2: Yeah, wow. he and and I mean, it, you know, it was it was out. This was a senior senior Democrat coming up with this name of a guy who at this point was a four term Congressman from New Jersey, and 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 he he didn't make it. You know, I don't think he really went through vetting, but but it was like that first moment that people all over the country are hearing about Bob Menendez, and you know, you sort of wonder, Frank. I mean, you know, what did what did Bush beat Gore by in
1: Florida? Like 500 votes? Right. And a lot of Cubans in, in, uh, yeah. in Florida that might have been yeah. swayed by exactly. a Cuban on the ticket. Very, exactly. very interesting to play. See, what if there?
2: Yeah. And, you, you know, you think about, it, you know, that that's that. I think Bob Menendez would have flipped 255 votes <laughs> it in, is in Miami because they had a Cuban on the ticket. Uh, you know, you know the 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 world could have changed a little bit had Bob Menendez. Maybe people looked at him and said, you know, it's Hudson County. He's got these little, you know, people talk about him, and it was a little shady. So, you know, but he, there were times he came close. And you know, when you look at his career, and he's he's so smart. He's just he's just so smart on 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 understanding how the hill worked, understanding how the world works. But these these flaws in his personality uh that that have gotten him into trouble you know not once not twice but three times you know it stopped him from being even some of the other things he could have done maybe he could have been secretary of state Mm. maybe he could have been vice president
0: this episode is brought to you by shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real pos you need shopify for retail
1: David, um, talking about the race next year, he certainly sounds like a man who is running for re-election, even if a lot of folks in his party don't want him to run. And I'm curious, you know, where you think that goes. He's being challenged right now by Andy Kim. The Republicans are talking about trying to recruit a higher profile candidate running. Do you think that if the Democratic Party support continues to peel off, that we'll see folks um that we'll see menendez continue to run for reelection.
2: you know right now and we're just what, a couple of days since this the, the 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 full effects of the not, the, the indictment came out on friday uh, the guy right now he's sort of like a caged dog his entire world's collapsing his friends are abandoning him his his career's in shambles so, he, so he's grieving you know and I'm, i've known him for 35 years there's there's a I think there's a point where pragmatic Bob Menendez will emerge from the ashes of all of these other Menendez personalities and he'll look at what's going on clinically because that's what Menendez done it, it's done his whole life he will he'll take a clinical look at what the situation is and and he'll make a decision based more on on fact than emotion uh, uh, I don't you know, there there's no chance that he's he's going to uh be the party candidate for US Senate again. I mean that that went very quickly on Friday when when Phil Murphy pulled the support and most of the congressional delegation and the legislative leadership and a majority of the county chairs. But you know, this is politics. You and I've seen just about everything and and you never know if right. too many people get in the race. Could a guy win a Democratic primary yeah. with
1: 33 percent of the vote? Yeah, so. no rank choice voting in that election. You can no. squeak in with uh, a plurality. Lastly, David, let me uh, end with this. I mentioned that I thought uh, when this story was breaking that if Menendez did resign, that I thought there was at least a possibility that Governor Phil Murphy might appoint himself to this UF Senate seat. Well, based on the reporting, including some of your own, it looks like I was picking the wrong Murphy to go to the U.S. Senate because now the speculation is that New Jersey First Lady Tammy Murphy is looking at running this race, looking at getting into this race as a candidate. If there is a resignation and Murphy does get to make a temporary appointment, what are some of the names you think he considers? And if it's an open seat come next year who are some of the folks that you see jumping in?
2: Well, you know, New Jersey, you know, is is one of those states that has off year gubernatorial elections. So they they're not going to make it. the party won't make an agreement on who will get the Senate seat in the absence of a deal on the governor's race. And, and some of those people who are looking at governor may be flipping to look at U.S. senators. So Menendez has two options. Menendez I'm sorry Murphy Murphy's got two options one is he can appoint a caretaker and then let the people decide who their nominee is going to be and have a let there be a primary and let people vote but you know you and I both have seen enough to know that that one thing the politicians don't really like are these elections where voters get to decide they they'd rather it's cleaner to just just figure everything out in advance uh I don't know if if you know you know, I, I I wrote the first story uh on Tuesday morning of the Tammy Murphy trial balloon for US Senate it's getting a good reaction uh a lot of people like her in the Democratic party she's got serious policy chops in her own dealing with 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 maternal uh and, and child health uh issues uh where, where she's done some great work and and the woman is like like a fundraising machine i mean i, I joke with her that you know when 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 people see her number come up on score call i d you know they've they've got to be prepared to just go oh my god it's tammy again she's going to ask me for money uh she's just really good at raising money you know she's great at connecting with people I think she's a very serious candidate. Andy Kim, hugely serious candidate. You never know, you know, whether it's whether it's Mikey Sherrill or Josh Gottheim or 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 anybody, you know, you never know how you'll how you will, uh, you know, react when. Uh, you know, when or if the call came and comes. And, you know, and Frank, I, I mean, I've, I've been asking this question to people for the last few days. I mean, everybody, you know, says, Mikey Sherrill, she wants to be governor. She doesn't want to be a U.S. Senator. You know, you get that call, right? You get you get the call and it's the governor and he says, Congresswoman, I'm, I'm going to, uh, uh, Menendez is resigning in a half hour and I need you at the State House this afternoon. I'm going to announce you as my appointment to the U.S. Senate. When that call comes, mm. not many people say no yeah, so to true. an appointed seat in the US Senate. All of a sudden, your career goals change just like that. I mean, I, I, I joked with the governor's office yesterday. I said, if he's making those calls and he can't decide, call me, I'll do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Right? I did right? I mean, move we'll, to do that. Right? David, I'm going to have to end it there. I appreciate such a, a thoughtful conversation and uh, giving us such insight into what's happening there. We'll, we'll be talking a great deal between now and next year, I'm sure. Sounds
2: good. Be well, Frank.
1: Uh, David Wildstein, check him out in the New Jersey Globe. You could see why uh, that is a big part of my media diet. And now now that this race has gotten nationwide attention, I think people all over the country are going to be going to NewJerseyGlobe.com to see who's in, who's out as far as this race goes. Questions, thoughts, comments, let me hear them. 800-848-9222, 800 9222 This is The Other Side of Midnight, straight ahead.